4: And good evening. Christopher just jumps out of his chair and throws me. Uh, Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Same Old Arsenal podcast. End of season awards, but not end of season shows, which we will discuss all later. As you can see, we've got a full house tonight. Um, My normal co-host, young Christopher and young uh, captain tonight. How are you both?
1: Captain Cookie, James, God, the names are just getting me more delirious than this hay fever I'm suffering from at a minute. I'm very well, thank you, Amanda. How's yourself?
4: Oh, I'm very good, thank you. Very good to be with all the lovely gooners in here tonight. Um, Christopher, how are we?
5: I'm all right. I'm going to be a little bit more upbeat than James sounds, although I admit that he is obviously ill, but mate... You sounded like you were like, how are you doing, James? End of season. you know, we've, done a, we've had a really good season. Oh, I'm all right. I just want to crawl back into <laughs> bed and die, thanks.
4: <laughs> Poor boy. He's got a hay fever. So for people that think he's got cold on audio, he hasn't. He's got the dreaded hay fever. Right. As everybody can see, um, two of the friends of the show are back. My two faves, to be honest. Just don't tell everybody else. Young Albert. How are we, my lovely?
0: Well, I ain't been called young since probably 1992. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, man, that's a fantastic introduction. A, even, I don't even say anything, but I'm I'm glad to be back. End of season, recharge the batteries, but talk arsenal, obviously. So great to be back.
4: Ah, oh, brilliant. LL Cool J, I hear you've been a busy boy today.
3: Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. I'm always a busy boy. Oh, I'd, I'd love some time off, but, you know.
5: I'll sleep, get
4: it
3: now. I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead won't I. So we'll <laughs>
4: That's there. exactly what I was saying this morning funny enough. James
5: James you should sorry to, it's a hijack Amanda. James you should take one of those Gary Neville style mini holidays. Oh no. Oh wait, yeah, you need yeah. Them. It's called a weekend.
4: <laughs> <laughs> He's too busy. He's too busy on other podcasts, Mini you know?
3: retirement so in sorry,
4: holidays, in demand as yeah, they say.
3: Well I right. I heard that I heard the this morning job was available so I'm working as best as I can. Oh,
4: oh god. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> right. Allegedly available. Um, anyway, moving on to everybody in the chat room and everyone on audio. Audio, this isn't going to re- um, apply to you because you're on audio. But everyone in the chat room, we're doing an award ceremony. And what we want is we answer, we want you to answer and we're going to put your answers up. Um, we're going to go through that in a moment. Plus, we're going dis- to well, we're going to talk about the game first, I think, quickly. Then we'll do the award ceremony. And then please hang on because there's loads of things that I've got to say. Um, welcome, everyone. Pleased to see you all on this beautiful sun i'm looking outside of the window bank holiday monday end of season we've ended second what an amazing incredible magnificent season and i won't have anyone tell me any different um you can but i won't have it i just won't have it i've had the best time virtually every moment of this season has been amazing apart from a few. So, boys, if you all want to just talk about Wolves and yesterday, um, I thought the atmosphere was absolutely incredible, magnificent, just brilliant. I mean, East Stand Upper now has got, we, we've got our own singing section in the East End Upper. Let me tell you, I've never experienced it before until yesterday. It was fantastic. It was, it was just a lovely feeling yesterday. Um, and obviously, 5 nil. Listen, Cookie, Captain, as you said, you predicted 5-0, didn't you? And it it was, listen, Wolves are at the beach. But it was great to see. And what I loved most than anything was to see Saka back scoring the way Saka does. So jump in whenever you want, boys. But we'll start with Cooks. Then so we'll go to Chris and then the others can join him.
1: Yeah, I mean... I. Th- I don't want to sound like I'm being negative, but I mean, it was just so predictable. <laughs> we were going to win 5-0 yesterday. I just felt like, you know, sunny day at the Emirates, no pressure, nothing to play for. It was a carbon copy of what we saw last season against Everton. And um, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't want to put a negative spin on it because, you know, put that aside, what was nice about yesterday was that it was such a good reminder of how positive this Arsenal team has been over the course of the campaign and how good our football can be. When we are free-flowing, when you know our, our mind isn't focused on things like the Premier League title, um, obviously that's the, the mental battle that we've got to overcome because evidently the quality is there. Um, Wolves brought nothing to the table, zero shots on target, but we were just so dominant. Um, it was perfect in terms of Jack getting his goals. Perfect send-off for him. And um, yeah, it's just like a perfect party atmosphere in the Emirates. And I think you're bang on in terms of the atmosphere. I mean, I was sat in the North Bank and looking over to the clock end, You'd thought we'd just scored a goal to win the title when some of those goals went in. It was bouncing the place. So I think we're, we we couldn't be happy with how this season has ended. You've only got to look at, um, you know, Mikel Arteta's speech at the end where he literally couldn't get the words out because the crowd were, were chanting his name so much. So I think every single Arsenal fan, any any Arsenal fan with a bit of sense is really proud of what this team has done. And yeah, we, we all know we're going to be there or thereabouts next campaign.
4: Chris, the atmosphere was great, wasn't it? I mean, you and Cook here in the North Bank, I'm in the East End. I agree with the um, what you're saying about the clock end, because even the drum didn't annoy me yesterday because there was so much singing. It was so loud at half time, but just near half time, I thought, oh, there's a drum. You know, um, it just didn't stop the singing. And I love the Granite Jacker song. Listen, we can all go back years, and, you know, I was the very first to say, not first to say, but I was one of those to say, Uh, when he threw the shirt on the ground and walked off and did what he did, I wanted him out. I I would never deny not saying that. However, things can turn around and boy, have they turned around in the last couple of seasons for him.
5: Yeah, they really have. Um, It was a fitting end uh, race. More than happy with that. Can't complain. Um, Atmosphere-wise, very interesting. I think that was a reaction to the fact that we knew that the title was done a few games ago, but I think the fans wanted to say, do you know what? We appreciate how far this team has come. And it's a nice ending. It was a nice ending to the way that it actually uh, it actually panned out. So from my perspective, I was more than happy to see um, that sort of noise. And uh, I'm going to set the bar right now. We're going to have a, you know, like where people have a swear jar and if someone puts a penny or a pound in a swear jar, every time next season Amanda mentions the drum, we're going to, I think if everyone in the chat, if you agree, if we get more than 30 people agree to this, every time Amanda mentions the drum next season, she has to put a pound in a swear jar.
4: Oh, you're not funny. Right, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Albert, were you there yesterday? And James, actually, I don't know if both of you were there yesterday.
0: No, so, I, no, go on, go on,
4: Albert.
0: So no, 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 it's fine. No, no, I, I wasn't there. To say no, I, I, I knew I wasn't going for quite a while because it wasn't it, it, the one game I didn't have a ticket for. So, um, and when I did try to get one, I tried once. I didn't try again. But um, listen, I think it's been a long season. It's, it's good to see, like, Amanda. We perform well when the pressure's off. I, I don't say that in a. It, it sounds a bit negative, but we do perform when the pressure is off. Which needs to change. I want, to, I want them to perform when the pressure is on. You but, say that,
4: but we didn't perform against Nottingham Forest, and the pressure was off. We'd lost it by then.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, fair point. But um, like typically, Arsenal, when the pressure is off, we do kind of um, <laughs> we seem to pick it up a bit. But um, no, listen, I think Wolves, the like a lot of the a lot of the Premier League teams that we played against, a lot of teams that are safe, have kind of on the beach a little bit now. So um, I didn't expect Wolves to pose a problem, and <laughs> they definitely did it. To be honest, so. Um, it's good to see Jackie get a couple of goals to, to sign this. Shame he didn't get the hat-trick, by the way. Yeah. Because that was a really good chance. Saka on the score sheet, um, fantastic. Trossard another couple of assists again. Um, even ESR got one as well. So, listen, I think it was... Um, I'd have liked to have been there, but I didn't have a ticket. But um, it's nice to finish the season, Amanda, with a clean sheet. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. As bad as Wolves are, it's nice to get a clean sheet at home. Um, but, yeah, listen... Been a long season, massively progressive. So it's nice to see us get a, a get a clean sheet and and five goals as well. So fantastic.
4: So LL, what was your take on yesterday? It's not unexpected, is it, that we would win? Um, however, after watching our, I'd say performance at Nottingham Forest, I know Nottingham Forest had to win that to stay up. Um, and there, and I've I said it on the last pod, their crowd was absolutely incredible at Forest. Um, and a friend of mine I, I bumped into outside the armoury was at Forest and said she couldn't even hear herself think it was so loud. Yesterday felt not as loud as that, but it felt great yesterday. It was it was a party atmosphere, as they say. And we did we played some nice football um, and Wolves obviously just came um, just came to make up the numbers, really.
3: Yeah, I mean, we got them at a, good, we got them at a really, really good time. Um, they've got a manager there who doesn't know if he's going to be their manager or not next season. Um, If he does stay, he's been told he's pretty much got to sell upwards of eight to 11 players to meet their financial fair play regulations. So there's half the players there pretty much. Am I playing for my career or they know they're moving, so they don't really care anyway. And um, yeah, we just, we took, you know, I've always said, go for the jugular when you can at Arsenal. There's times where I've watched Arsenal the last couple of years, especially where, we go sort of two, three up. Then we think, oh, it's all right now. Where I'm like, no, no, let's, you know, I'm on five, six, sevens, let's smash a team. And uh, yeah, I was really grateful yesterday that we actually did. Um, I liked as well, you know, Nottingham Forest, we could still be playing them now and we wouldn't score. So I like the fact <laughs> that um, he experiment. you know, he flipped what he what he does on the left-hand side with Sinchenko. Again, he thought to himself, I'm going to flip that and do it on the right-hand side with Thomas Party. And Thomas Partey come into the middle and um, yeah, he looked really good. He looked all right doing it. It was, it was good. And uh, Kivior as well at left back, a lot of people complained about that on the day, but I don't think Arteta does things if it's not in his mind for the future. So I think he sees that Kivior playing there on the left is another alternative option that he has if Sinchenko is not available or ready to play. Cause if it, you got to think if Tommy Asu wasn't injured, He's played him a lot of left back this season as well, when, when to cover for Zinchenko. So I think it's a, it's nice to have another player there, do that job. And uh, you talk about like um, Trossard as well. I I loved the uh, sick boy train spotting haircut that he now sports. I thought he looked great. <laughs>
4: yeah, he was it was quite bright. Wouldn't be doing it myself,
3: but uh, <laughs> if it's, it was a great. I was great a bit hit.
4: confused though. Um, I did. I didn't understand why Tierney wasn't playing and if he is going next season it, then, why,
3: why play people who ain't going to be I know he played okay. Sheffield but yeah why play people But he brought in?
4: on ESR and there's rumours that he's going which I hope is untrue so oh, I'm no. a little bit confused with that listen you know how much I love Arteta but I, I am able to sit there and go you know why wasn't Tierney playing he was on the bench however he wasn't look we won 5-0 it was a great really enjoyed watching it. There was not an ounce of pressure. I didn't plus the whole game. Even when Ramsdale was kicking it around the back, I was fine. You know, we've done brilliant. You knew City, I wasn't surprised they lost um, because they've got no interest. They'd won the title and they've got the Champions League and the FA Cup final to think about. So if they needed to win, we know City would have won. There is no doubt in my mind on that. Um, boys, unless you've got anything else to say, should we get on with the awards ceremony? I actually just, I just
5: wanted to follow up on yeah, what James sure. has said. Mate, you are spot on there. I think Arteta looked at, to, he looked at the Forest game last week because, or, or yeah, the last game that we played. And I think he genuinely thought, I'm going to just try some different things here. And it didn't work at Forest because maybe the desire wasn't there, but Wolves didn't give him monkeys. But I think he's, you're absolutely spot on. I think he look, he's looking at, we've spent the entire season using inverted left wing back and, and, uh, that's dropping into midfield. So why not just try this with Party? Because if you notice, there were times when Party was essentially just playing as a central midfielder. He just flipped it and said, do you know what, I'm going to give it a try. At the beginning of the season, I had my centre-half from last season playing at right-back so that he could then tuck in if needed because he's, he's he's been a centre-half for a lot of his career in Ben White. I think he's just decided flip it. And also, maybe I'm just projecting, I do wonder if he's also Thought well because Kaiseido's played as a right back and he's played as a, a deep lying number six. So even if we don't get Kaiseido, I want some sort of player who I can flip. Because next season, imagine if we had the ability for teams who are about to play us to be like, Well, we know how they play is going to play on the left and he'll invert in. So we just need to make sure that we've got a tactical answer to that. If we've suddenly got, Well, actually, this week we're going to play on the, the inverted sort of fallback is going to be the right back because it's Caicedo or it's Thomas Party or whatever it is. that's effect- effectively going to play most of his football more centrally when we're ball dominant. So I think it's Arteta kind of testing, but it's one of those testing without the actual personnel to deliver on it. Um, and so for me, I thought that was just an interesting tactical tweak because Jakub Kivior, for all intents and purposes, is a centre back. But if you've got your right back that is drifting in when we've got the ball uh, and the ball's in the, the opposition third. He's drifting in to receive the ball in the centre of the pitch. Your whole other three defenders move in a little bit to cover the space. So Kivior is absolutely fine. There's almost a left centre half. You've got Gabriel in the centre and then you've got Ben White that is almost playing in behind party as we move. So for me, that was a really interesting tactical tweak. Yes, it didn't work against Forrest, but I think that's because of game state. And I think mm. Arteta is starting to think about next season.
4: Oh, definitely. That's that's how he and wants and to it's play. Good for,
3: it's good for party as well. If you look, um, his athleticism drop off is You know, he's, he's borderline getting to Fabinho at Liverpool levels in terms of how slow he's getting. And we've got he goes on international break with a doctor from the club because his hamstrings just keep popping like mad. So the less running that you can make that guy do, like Chris has said there, it switches to a back three. Um, Kivior, I think he plays out there because he, he he likes looking at what Pep's doing. Pep's got a Kanji or ake out there on the left because he goes there brilliant 1v1. I think Kivior's a very good 1v1 defender. Tomiasu is arguably in the top two 1v1 defenders we've got at the club. So I don't mind him playing these centre-backs or right-backs at left-back. Because they can shut down, you know. Look at the look at the Liverpool game at home this season. Completely nullified Salah in it by playing Tommy Asu out there, and he done it with at the Spurs game as well with Sun. Just put Tommy Asu on him. Don't give him any yards. And That's it. Eliminate the foot races and go from there.
5: Can I just say one more thing on that? And I will shut up after that. I promise, Amanda. Um If so, we're all talking like we all saw Tierney come on for the last fifteen minutes, or whatever it was, and probably all of us thought. Thank you very much for the memories. You've been absolutely brilliant, but he's going in the summer. And maybe we get 30, 35 million quid, whatever it is, and he's gone. If that happens, I don't think we're going to sign a left back. I don't, I genuinely don't think we're going to sign a left back. Because I think next season Arteta will say, I'm going to play Zinchenko. And when I don't want to play Zinchenko, I'll play a or I'll play Tomiyasu, Because on the right hand side, I'm going to have somebody else. And maybe I bring White infield, maybe I'll play party. Maybe I played Caicedo, and then they'll be the uh, inverted fullback. So I've just got a sneaky feeling. We won't sell Tierney, sell Tavares, and buy a natural left back.
4: Okay. All right. Well, that's going to be something for, you know, the transfer chat, hopefully. The window's a bit longer this, uh, this summer, isn't it? Or is it me? I thought it was like six weeks. Does anyone know when it starts and ends? I thought it was mid-June to the oh, end of July. I don't right? like
3: I don't like that it ends after the season start. I liked it when a couple seasons ago yeah. before the first game the window was shut. I like it. Okay. I think you should have you got to have what you want and need before the first game. I think that would eliminate a lot of the uh disparity if that's the right word for it in the league.
4: Okay, so there's a friend of mine in the chat today, nothing to do with social media. He's getting married in August, and he's a mad gooner, and my friend is a mad Tottenham fan. He says, I might go Trossard hard hair for my wedding. I'll tell you what would be better, go red and white, Gary, and I'll tell you now, she won't marry you, but that would be quite funny for the pictures. <laughs> And uh, I'll dare you to do it. But do the, do, it, for- do the
3: Lumberg Street even. Just <laughs> yeah. do that. Do yeah.
4: red and white, I'm telling you. It would be absolutely hilarious. But can't wait for the wedding, for the gooner wedding, as I call it. Um, so right, before the game yesterday, I don't know where every where you two were, but outside the armory they had a DJ and they had a band, and the atmosphere was like carnival atmosphere. It was, it was obviously. Last game of the season, obviously a nice hot day. Bank holiday the next day. Everyone's in good spirits. We, we had to get there really early because of Ride for London. So a lot of roads were shut near me that we just had to get out and get into Arsenal. So we were there hours early. And I'm telling you, we weren't the only ones. The shop had like the zigzag queue to get in to get the top. Um, hundreds of people coming out with the tops and everything. People are moaning in the chat room already about the second, the Awake It being blue-green. I don't know. I haven't seen it. And until they bring it out, I think they're going for something like we had blue and green in the 80s. It was vile. However, I'm sure there'll be people that are buying this. But the atmosphere outside, they do it so well. It was it was incredible. And I'm really disappointed to say that I took two videos of two lovely girls who love this podcast, who are in the chat room, Karen and Fiona. I have got them. I can't upload them, but I will try next week or so. But they came up to me. Um, when we was outside the emirates and just absolutely loved the show chris and out El- um chris now but chris and captain i'm getting confused my words um and it's so lovely to meet people that absolutely really enjoy everything that we're doing and we are continuing through the summer which we'll go into later but we really appreciate it and we appreciate every like and subscribe every comment it all means a lot to us and yeah, thank you. And Karen and Fiona, I'm gutted because I've watched the videos and they're great. I just can't upload them because I'm IT useless. But um, I will do. So it's lovely to meet you both. Right, let's get on to the awards, boys and girls. So who wants, um, what I'm going to do is I'll go last. I'm happy to go last with mine. But if we can just like, because we we've got quite a few, let's just go Chris, Albert, James. No, Chris Cookie. Albert and James. Honestly, me tonight. Most improved player, uh, Christopher.
5: Granite Jacker. So interesting. I don't know if anyone else has got this, but most improved player, Granite Jacker. I didn't think he could do what he did this season. And if we've I mean, everyone's heard the stories now about how Arteta went to Xhaka and said, You need to give me something different to what has happened before, or I will find someone else. Let me know um and granite jacker stepped up and i think with his two goals yesterday he got nine goals and got seven assists do you remember three seasons ago four seasons ago when we had a midfield of like jacker um sabios uh, it was just and we'd scored like one goal from midfield all season I, it's totally changed now we are a team that scores goals from all over the pitch and granite jacker's been a massive part of it i thought uh, he was the wrong side of the old fabled age curve But he has impressed me so much. And I'm kind of pleased in a way that he gets this good send-off and we get some money for him. And he probably is not going to be as good as he's been this season. So it's win-win for all parties. So, yeah, most improved player for me easily, hands down, Granit Xhaka.
2: plus
1: plus i think just on that i mean i'm gutted with losing Jacker. i still think he'd be such a good asset next season and talking about the amount of contributions you got there chris whoever we bring in whether it's rice Caicedo, the two of them or whoever else it may be we've got a hell of a lot of goal contributions to replacing the team now jack is going to be leaving that void behind so big big task for the summer um but I'm gonna go with a slightly different name. Um, I think you could go for any one of Saka, Martinelli, Erdegaard, because we spoke so much last season about the one thing these guys are missing are just more contributions to their name. But because he's got so many goals this season, he's led us, you know, absolutely brilliantly. Martin Erdegaard, I think he's just been exemplary. Um there's only been a handful of games where I've thought, you know, he's not been quite at the level. But in terms of his assists, but the goals, I mean, that's something that You know, we haven't really seen consistent goal scoring like this in an Arsenal midfield since probably Aaron Ramsey in 2013-14. And I think he's even surpassed what he got. So, yeah, hats off to him. He's been absolutely magnificent. Perfect captain. Loved the speech he gave at the Emirates yesterday. Um, Yeah, for me, hands down, our most improved player.
4: Well, I went with Xhaka for all the same reasons. And so I don't need to go into it. And I'm surprised so far me and Chris have... Um, I agree. It's hard, isn't it, with Erdegaard? They've all improved. They have. But for me, the most improved is Xhaka. LL, Cool Jay.
3: Yeah, so I thought a lot of you would pick Granite Xhaka, and I like being different. So I've gone for Gabriel Martinelli. Um, yeah, someone else he, in the chat did as well. He got nine more goals than he scored last season. Uh, he solidified himself as the player. That we all thought he was going to be from the first time we saw him against Fiorentina. As soon as he made that run and Forent- against Fiorentina all then pre-seasons ago, I was like, I like this lad. Straight away, I was like, he's, he's special, and uh, he, he just really, really, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I agree with Phil. He Phil. took his, yeah, he mm. he moved up to the next level. Really, really solidified himself as a top player in that position. I think he, what is it, most most goals from an under twenty-one player, under twenty-three or something player for in a season that's sat and like most Brazil goals by a Brazilian in a season, I think in the league or something as well. Really, really good season for him from that first game, from that first palace game where, you know, they've got the gift now, haven't they of where he blows the kiss in that, uh, in the pink kit from his celebration. And yeah, I thought he was superb this season. Martinelli. Would have have liked him a bit more, you know, sadly got injured, but I would have liked him in the last couple of games. I think he would have easily have smashed the 10 goals. You know, he'd have got double figures easy.
4: Alb,
0: Yes, Martinelli for me. Um, What what I wanted to see from him um, last season, it's hard to say last season, but it's last season, but um, it's more goals. Simple as that, Amanda. The talent was always there. It's just putting the ball in the back of the net and he's done that and more. And you know what? There's still room for improvement for me, and for him, in the position he plays in for Arsenal. He should have a lot more assists. And what I mean by that is when you watch him play, perfect example we played Liverpool way. That was a very easy pass to make. That was a headline. That it was a very easy pass to make for Saka. And there's been a few games this season where his decision making in terms of assisting hasn't been there. But that can be worked on. And actually, you'll probably what you'll see with him is you'll see double figures in goals. And double figures in assists if he sorts that out, and he's been excellent this season. Um, like James said, it'd been nice having him the last back end of the games, but what I wanted to see from him was goals, and he's done that brilliantly. Fifteen in the league, by the way. That's that's incredible.
4: Yeah, no, we could have picked Ben White, <laughs> Saliba, really? even Gabrielle. All of them have really improved. Um, that's true. Right. So least improved player. Chris
5: so controversial one I am going to go with Emil Smith-Rowe and it's almost sort of not his fault but the way I took I took this was where they were they're standing in the team last season and where they are now Smith-Rowe was somebody that got like what was he went into double figures for goals he scored in important matches for us and I think when you look at what we were expecting of his contribution for this season, I was expecting he'll get into double goal, he'll get into double figures this season, he'll be an integral player. Sometimes he'll play left wing, sometimes he might play in the A, like he can play across different positions, definitely. But it just didn't happen because of the early injury. And then towards the end of this season, Arteta has just not trusted him. And so half of it is on Smith Rowe because he hasn't progressed and for whatever reason. But I think the other half of it, it's probably not, like I say, not even his fault because his body's broken down. And then I just don't think Arteta has trusted him. However, what I will say is that a lot of people are saying, oh, he's gone, he'll be sold. I've seen a few of those comments on Twitter and stuff like that. I don't think that's the case. I think Arteta will give him the summer and say, right, you've had your injury. You've had your surgery. You didn't quite make it into the team as I was trying to get a cadence. I was, I was not really rotating that much, but give me a good preseason. And you can bang. We can. You can absolutely do it. I think Arteta will have a little bit more faith in him. So there's people talking about he might be off. I don't think he'll be off. I can see Kieran Tierney being off because of, you know, the obvious reasons that we've talked about previously on this pod and other pods. But I think Emil Smith Rowe is going to get another year next season. I think Arteta is going to try him in different ways, providing he can have a proper, decent uh, pre-season, show his fitness, and then Arteta will give him a chance.
4: I, I can't believe you're saying ESR, Chris. He's been injured most of the season. I wouldn't have even dreamt of it. He that. hasn't
5: improved, does he? He hasn't improved. He, he hasn't injured. got better than what he was he last played. season. The question was, least improved player? Like, he hasn't improved.
4: No? No. But, but there are people in the chat room agreeing with you, weirdly. Um, <laughs> Captain?
1: I'm going to go with Rob Holding. And I'm very sorry, Rob, because, you know, lovely bloke, lovely guy. But ultimately, same Rob Holding, same problems at Arsenal. And he is a very consistent player. I'll say that. But he's consistently average. And it pains me to say it, but he has to be one of the first players that we look to move on this summer, without a shadow of a doubt. He should move to, you know, an Everton or a Luton, some team that could really benefit from a player like him where he's going to play week in, week out and kind of, you know, just play regularly. That's what he needs. Um, And we've just evolved to a level where we can't be dependent upon Rob Holding. He was fine in some of those games um, where we played, I think it was Leeds at home, Palace at home, and we came out 4-1 winners in both. But when it comes to crunch time, uh, it's just detrimental to the way we play. And as I say, it's through no fault of his own. Um, he's been a great servant to Arsenal, but for me, it's just been, you know, the same Rob Holding that we've seen year upon year. And now's the time to uh, cash in and move on, I think.
4: Um, I'll just say as well, I've gone with Holding for those reasons that he's he hasn't got any better, he hasn't got any worst. He's my least um, improved player. Um, Albert, we'll come to you next.
0: Um, I'm actually the same with Chris, actually. um i think it's um we are always aligned uh, you and i we are always aligned well well, said. yeah you know what it is yes he's had his injury issues but um he's been effectively been ready to play and been selected in in the like match day for quite a number of months and he's not played him um you know and like i said we didn't have the biggest squad so i i was quite surprised he didn't get more minutes um I'd only put that down to the fact that maybe Arteta looks at it in terms of players he can trust going forward, because I would have thought um, not just being in the title race, but times when we needed to call on players and he would have been one of them. And Chris has mentioned it. We, you know, double figures for goals last season. Like I get, I get the injury thing. I get it. If you were going to come up with me, the injury thing, I'm like, okay, cool. But he's not been injured for a, a majority of the season. He's been available to be picked and to be played and he's not picked him. Um, So it's a shame his development stalled a bit in that sense. But um, whether he goes or he stays, I think it's going to be a question we're going to revisit quite a few times, to be honest with you, Amanda.
4: Okay, fair enough. I'm shocked, but hey-ho. LL?
3: Yeah, be shocked again. I'm going with Chris and Albert. Oh, Um, my uh, life. uh, The best best ability Mm -hmm. is availability. Whatever reason, you know, we glow about Arteta on here, you especially. He watches him every single day. Mm. It's clearly Summit he's watching that he's not liked. If, if he's not trusting to bring him on when he was his second top scorer two seasons ago, Summit's not right there. There's been questions about, yeah, he's looking after him after that because he finally got the surgery, didn't He got the groin surgery and there's been questions there about his application and his weight this season. I've never seen it myself. You know, I'm, um, I'm not a skinny man, so I don't look at <laughs> I don't look at Smith Rowe and think you're chubby. So I, <laughs> that's just how I am. But you know, a, a lot of good shouts as well for Vieira. Can I just say on Vieira yesterday and that new kit? He looked smaller than what he that new kit did not <laughs> help him at a, He looked even smaller. He looked even smaller.
4: I think Vieira's man gonna to bulk up. Man needs to
2: bulk up. <laughs>
4: I well, think I know. Vieira's I know Saka likes
3: Twixes. Just say to Saka, look, I know you've got about four or five there. Can you spare? You know, give one to give one to Vieira. Uh, he it's needs a protein shake, not a
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I keep saying I hope Vieira next season it's his season, but he does need to bulk up. Let's see what happens over the summer. Yeah.
3: He's a good player. He he made a brilliant ball yesterday into the box for See he, He's final yeah. ball and everything is there. It's just the ret. you know, he just got to not get blown over when he runs. That's the that's the next step to his his ascendancy.
5: Mm-hmm. Can I just say I... um I'm also loving that um that's three people, Amanda, to two. So, in uh, in this world of democracy, you know that's a majority. So, uh...
4: absolutely, I'm just shocked to be honest. I don't think he's he's played enough to even say that he's improved or not improved. And you're right, um, James, because if he's not playing in, there is a reason. But if he's not playing him, it's going to be interesting if he's not off. Then what's going to happen next season? Is he going to play yeah. him or not? You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. Lots of questions that are going to come through the transfer window, which people have told me um is open in mid June and close it's like a couple of months now. Um, well so- Amanda,
3: we we just said a minute ago, if Granite Xhaka is to leave, who's gonna replace those nine goals? For me, if you've got Emil Smith Rowe there, you play him in Xhaka's position. That's what you do with him going forward. Well, and someone I, just said
4: in the chat, James, that their ESR is going into yes. Zach's position. Yeah, please.
3: Yeah, please. He'll be brilliant at it. He'll be so fantastic So that's interesting. Yeah. It, it's really
4: interesting. Back in what we the end of May now, that what's going to happen, the beginning of. August. Um, I don't even know what date the season starts. It's all a blur <laughs> to me. Um, <laughs> someone tell me in the chat what date it starts. I haven't looked. Um, but it'll be interesting to see the first game of the season where we all come back and go, right, blimey, ESL's, ESL's gone, Reese Nelson's gone, Casidos. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. So we're just surmising now. Um, okay, so the next one, boys, I'm going to go to is your favourite moment. Oh.
0: Um,
4: let's start with Chris again.
5: We're well, not doing best match. Oh, we're doing favourite moment first. Okay. No, I'm moving
4: um, things around.
5: <laughs> oh, you're crying as curveball.
4: <laughs> the old,
5: the old Goona girl, 1969 curveball. Okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, favorite moment. Uh, I think most people are probably just going to do this. So, it, it don't want to be cliché, but Reese Nelson, Bournemouth goal. You know, the explosion of raw emotion concentrated into that moment i mean you literally had like i know they get fined for it but you had like the entire arsenal coaching staff and subs and everyone just running onto the pitch it was like wow that's amazing this is the sort of stuff that the winning teams like championship winning teams deliver the sad thing is now with the benefit of hindsight is we realized that it wasn't enough But at that moment, it was just, this is just beyond like what we could have ever fathomed. And that's the sort of stuff that gets people going, we might actually do this. Sadly, obviously, it wasn't to me, but at least we've had those moments. At least you get to go out of the stadium and be like, wow, I have been entertained and I have loved every second of that. That concentrated moment, because if we rewind to actually the majority of the game, it, it weren't great performance from
4: Arsenal. No, it really wasn't. I remember sitting there at half time, and my cousin goes, "Would you take a draw?" And I said, "Absolutely." <laughs> I was like, we were desperate. You know, we needed to get a point. We were terrible, but. Um, um, Am I assuming you're all going for Reese Nelson? Because I've got one to add to the mix. No? Right, Albert, you are. I am, obviously. It was, if you were in the stadium, you've never felt electricity Mm. like it. It was to the point where when he scored and we all went mental, I wanted to run on the pitch, even though I'm the stand-up and about 400 miles away. um, I didn't want to leave the stadium. I just thought, and, and you watch it over and over again, and Arteta absolutely loses it. It's fantastic. Um, it is the most incredible moment. It has to be. But I'm just going to throw something into the mix. The funniest moment for me was Jorginho and the ball coming off the post, headering in by Emi Martinez. I mean, you've got to think that. I mean, the most incredible yeah. was Reese, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that. But that that's the funniest moment because he has given it since he's left our club. He has not been respectful. He really has been not great. And for that to happen, an ex-Chelsea player, honestly, that, you couldn't write it. But, James, you're saying it wasn't Reese Nelson for you. Sorry, Cookie, you said Reese, yeah?
1: Yeah, I'm going for Reese, but I think, just to throw a bit of a curveball in there, if we go for funniest moments, surely it's got to be Arteta's on oh, yeah, that was just...
0: <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. That was do the ramps. That would do the ramps, <laughs> yeah. It,
1: loved it. But yeah, for me... Reese Nelson, for for both the reasons you said, Amanda and Chris, I mean, being in the stadium, I was there for the Danny Welbeck winner against Leicester in 2016. Mm. And this eclipsed that by some distance. It was just crazy. Like people behind me pulling me up and there's a guy in front of me passed out on the floor that I'm having to haul up and just getting pulled left, right and centre. It's just like moments like that, you'll go to your grave remembering they were... Just unbelievable scenes. And um, I really hope we get more moments like that again next season. It was worth going 2-0 down, I think, just for that.
4: <laughs> just for that. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, LL, so come on. If it's not Emmy Martinez and it's not Reese, where are we going?
3: So, um, the Nelson one, yeah, it would have been the best moment if I had seen it. Obviously, circumstances prevented me on that day. Sadly, that was the day my mother passed away, so I didn't see that moment happen. Yeah. Um, so for me, as a child of the '90s, I've got to say Bukayo Saka scoring a screamer against Manchester United at home was my moment of the season. And you could also add the Eddie goal at the end into that as well. Mm. But yeah, yeah, for me, that rivalry still is Man United. I won't, I won't drift away from that until obviously we're competing neck and neck with whoever this. You know, it could be, it could move from Man United to Man City. Hopefully, it will. But for me, that Man United rivalry is so ingrained. I mean, them lot hate us so much; they would rather their nearest, you know, nearest city rival win everything than us. Which is, I can't fathom that in my head. Mm. It com- completely confuses me. But there we go. And someone asked in the uh, questions there, Amanda. What day does the season start? Starts the second of August at Wembley against Man City in the Community Shield. There That's when it
2: starts.
0: There you go.
5: Yes, bro. Mm. That's yeah. when it starts. Yes. Love it. <laughs>
4: You are lay, funny. Lay that
3: marker down early.
5: We oh, hold on if...
4: the second of August. My birthday this... is the thirtieth of July, so I, that's. I think it's mid-week. the second
3: or the, I think it's the second or the sixth.
4: It must be the sixth, th- the be the sixth because it's the weekend after. Then.
3: Yeah, but yeah. Normally
4: the, the charity shield's the week after my birthday. Yeah. The minute we hit our birthday, my birthday, we're back at football. That's how yeah. I see it. <laughs> we play, we um... played them
3: three times and lost three times. I want them. <laughs> yeah. I want them slapped. I want a marker laid down.
4: Slapped. <laughs> Yeah, and um, that's going to be two
3: that's going to be two big trophies that we win at Wembley next season, I'm telling you. Going to win that one and then we're going to win the Champions League. We're
4: going to do predictions. You're getting <laughs> ahead of yourself. It's that would the be end ugly. of May, Mr. Cool J. Um let's go for best match and worst match. So um I'm going to start with Albert for this one, best match.
0: Now, funny Can enough, you... yeah, you fu- yeah, funny enough you had me on to do the review of this game and I, and I've said to you before, many people that know me Beating Liverpool means everything to me. It really, really does. Um, It's one game we look for every season. Um, When Arsenal started the season well, people say like, oh, Arsenal haven't played anyone yet. Oh, Liverpool found a bad start, but they'll still take care of Arsenal. And when we beat them, that made people stand up and take notice because our record against them was horrendous, home and away, especially particularly away. But um, yeah, to beat them the way we did um and play that second half, we was outstanding. And um, to beat them, yeah, I I was, I was I was more than pumped to say that, to to be honest. So that that result for me meant everything.
4: Okay, and do your worst one as well.
0: Um, oh, for me, at the time, it's our biggest game of the season. We knew what it was coming up against, and for me, it was the game against Man City. Yeah, you can talk about their juggernauts and this and that, whatever. It was a season-defining game, and I thought it was our worst performance of the season by a mile. I don't think there's any other game. People might say Forest, but for me, that was the time to stand up, Amanda, out of any game of the season, and and we and we didn't at at any phase for that match whatsoever.
4: Sorry, I've missed out um, something here. Oh (laughs) no, I'm useless. We've done favourite moment. I haven't done worst moment, and the reason it reminded me, Albert, was because my worst moment was not turning up at City. That was wor- my worst moments. He just reminded me. I'm so sorry, everybody. You can right. tell I'm a great host. Just, just quickly, give me your worst moment, not your match, but the oh, worst was, moment. Oh, that was
0: easy for me. Um, Liverpool away, Firmino scoring that equaliser. I broke my best pen taking down notes for that game, and I threw <laughs> it as far as I could. I was like, actually when that goal went, it was it was a it was a hard second half to watch anyway. But for them to get that goal was so close. And I was was fuming, I'll be honest with you. Okay, so mine was City away. Chris, what was
4: yours?
5: Can I I just jump in on that? And one of the things that I said in our, our, just the private chat that we were talking about, because last season we jumped on this pod and, uh, Albert and I were very aligned or at the end of the season because we talked about the moment that we, that just was so gut-wrenching for us. Do you remember, Albert? When we talked yeah. about Newcastle. Yeah. That Newcastle game last season just ripped it out of us. And I was really interested to see what your worst moment is and whether or not we were aligned again. Um, for me, my worst moment was... Well, there's a worst match and worst moment. A lot, a, a, like two different things. So the worst match was the Southampton game because that yeah. felt to me... A free free felt to me like the Newcastle away of last season. It felt like that was the moment. It was like, ah, we've, we've buggered this up now. Um, and that was just ahead of the City game. And so I wondered whether or not it was similar. The worst moment for me, and then I'll give it back to you, Amanda, to, uh, to move on to the other guys, was the first goal that Brighton scored. Because that was the one where any little tiny shred of hope just fully died at home at the Emirates. The life got sucked out of the whole stadium on that on that first mm. goal. And all of us were just like, oh, we're not going to do this. Brighton are going to Well, I remember turning to a guy next to me and saying Brighton going to skank us again. But they didn't skank us. They thoroughly really deserved to beat us because we just weren't there. But mm. it just that was the bit that just it like was every like it sucked every ounce of hope out of me for this season once Brighton scored that first goal. So worst match was a Southampton one because of what it meant and it was us capitulating the title and, and that individual single moment was that first goal that Brighton scored.
4: So we'll do that then. We'll go worst moment and worst match, Cookie. Um,
1: Are we doing both at the same time?
4: Yeah, we'll do that.
1: Yeah. So my worst moment was in the sporting game when we lost both Tommy Yasu and Saliba because that mm. has been defining. I think, because if we'd have gotten just one of them out of that game, I think we're in a much better position. We can play Ben White at centre-half. We can play Tommy Asu at centre-half. We can have Saliba. We can have Tommy Asu at right-back. I mean, there's just just options there, aren't there? And because it meant we had to revert to to Rob Holding, it's just been... Um, yeah, it was, it was a bad time for that to happen, I think. And because we'd put, you know, so much... Uh, so much optimism, I guess, in the Europa by playing such a strong side. It just came back to bite on the backside, which is what I think a lot of people were worried about. And um it was it was horribly, horribly predictable. But um I mean if we'd have played a weakened team and gone out, people would have complained about that as well. So you know it's it, it's all beautiful stuff in hindsight. But yeah, that was that was um yeah, worst moment of the season for me, losing two key players in uh, in one game in the space of minutes really. Um and worst match, um I'm not picking this one in terms of because of how poor we played. But it, I, I just left this game. Well, I wasn't at the game, but I turned the TV off, uh, really frustrated. It's United away. Um, never should have lost that game 3 uh, 1. We were in a much better team on a day. And that's three points that we definitely should have had. Um, obviously, the intervention in VAR, which they came out and said was wrong at the time. Um, you know, we all watched that at the time and knew it was a perfectly legitimate goal. That goal goes in 1 nil up. Who knows how many we could have won that game by. But yeah, it was just, um, you know, the old Trafford hoodoo that we've had so many times in the past under Alex Ferguson, under Moyes, under whoever it may be. We just can't seem to win there in the Premier League. So yeah, that was uh, for me definitely the worst match of the season
4: okay so my my worst moment as i said was not turning up at city but my worst match was west ham and it was the first away game i was with the fans and the first 10 15 20 minutes we were great 2-0 up cruising and then i watched party give the ball to declan rice and then saka missed the penalty the, and the fans turned a little bit toxic behind me. It wasn't great. So all season we've been seeing how amazing the fans are. And the one game I go to, it wasn't great. Um, I was very disappointed. For me, that, that was the worst game because I was there as well. It was so upsetting to watch Saka's face when he missed it as well. It was just gutting. Um LL Cool J, your worst moment and worst match.
3: Yeah, worst moment, you can just um, copy and paste what Cookie said. Um, <laughs> Saliba and Tomiyasu going down at the same time. Mm. That just, yeah, completely, completely changed. We, we changed yeah. completely how we played. Went back 25 yards instead of playing higher that we normally do. And, um, yeah, completely ruined the season there. And uh, the worst match for me, I really wanted to finish the season on 90 points, Amanda. I know Man City didn't in the end. Mm. But I think yeah. that's because they knew they didn't have to. Yeah. If, yeah. if 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 they still had to play that game yesterday, you could bet that your Grealishes and your Haalands and all them would have started against Brentford yesterday. They wouldn't have played the team that they played. And um, yeah, Nottingham Forest for me. Like like I said earlier, we could still be playing that game now. We wouldn't put the ball in there. Um, it just, uh, you know, the, the goal, Odegaard, playing a casual pass like that when it's nil-nil and st- just small little tiny things like that. Just, it irks me when... The effort and the application, regardless, you know, every game for me is important. And I, I guess it is important for them as well. But when you don't get that back, just, yeah, it irked me. Even though, I know it was finished, but I was like, just for pride's sake, like, can we, you know, get our record, you know, let's get a record points tally that we've never, you know, to, be, to get a better points tally than even the Invincibles would have been a massive, you know, would have been a massive moment, I think.
4: Okay, fair enough. Um, so we'll just go to best match now. Um, Albert, your best match?
0: I think I said it. Did I say that already? I thought I said that already.
4: Have you? Sorry. Yeah, so you did. did it, yeah, yeah did. you've Liverpool done yet. Game. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It yeah, was the yeah.
4: worst. What yeah. was your best match of game?
0: Um, uh, beating Liverpool at home.
4: Yes, you did. Beautiful. Sorry. Um, Cooks, your best match?
1: Spurs away. Total domination. Cool. Loved it. Every, you know, there's not, not much I can say on that game. It was just, it, it's it's a place that we've struggled at, as much as I hate to say it. You know, we'd not won there in a long, 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 long time. Um, and is, to, yeah. to yeah, not one there in a decade. To go there and just put in a performance where we just kept them at arm's length the entire match, didn't let them have a sniff, scored early, Lloris own goal. And then, you know, that beautiful Odegaard goal. It was just 10 out of 10. Loved that game. Cool.
4: Oh, LL well, Cool Jay?
3: Yeah, I've got to go for the Newcastle away game. You know, That's mine. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I was I was absolutely cacking myself that, when was that game was coming up. <laughs> I was more worried about that than the City one because <laughs> I was like, at least City are going to play football. We might have a chance. This lot, <laughs> you know, and um, but no, what I liked in that game was we showed our nasty side, and I would I really enjoy. It. I liked the defensive, you know, Granite Shaka running and making that tackle unbelievable
4: oh that has to be the best tackle actually yeah. of the season I think yeah. that's what we don't even yeah. need to I well I, I don't get sh- the I don't
3: get to shower with them so I wouldn't be able to comment but um <laughs> it, it, the uh yeah no it, New, Newcastle away I'll, I'll end it there
4: <laughs> um the reason I went for Newcastle away was the many reasons you've said but also because it mattered we turned up we turned up and we played our hearts out when really lots of pundits and rival fans didn't give us a chance at St. James's, and apparently oh, they're they amazing were amazing crowds They
3: were waiting for us to lose that game.
4: Yeah, everyone was and we desperately needed that and we beat them and obviously Chelsea a few days later or it was before, I can't remember. However, it was my, it has to, apart from Spurs, it's always Spurs if we beat them away anyway. Um newcastle christopher are you going with something different or are you agreeing with anybody on the panel
5: i am going with something different but i'm just gonna i don't know if i said this on one of the previous uh, pods that we've done but um for chelsea away i was in las vegas and uh, the timing was such that it was early hours in the morning so i didn't actually get to watch the game and so i just remember wake up in the morning slightly hung over being like oh please 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 and i so saw we won fabulous for um Tottenham away I was actually on holiday coming back I was literally on a BA flight coming back um, from the tropics and I switched my phone on uh, literally with 86 minutes to play as we touched down and then for Newcastle away I was also um, in France for the weekend and so I got it into my head as football fans as completely irrational football fans do I got into my head that for big games if i am away out of the country and cannot watch the game we win so i'm now terrified on. for next season because <laughs> i'm not sure that i can afford for us to go from for 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 me to go away that much and for us to win football matches so none of those though for me i can't choose a game where i wasn't physically watching it or i didn't have any i didn't I, all i did was check the score at the end it has to be man united at home that last minute goal honestly like I was in the ground, and when Enketia put it in, I sort of half celebrated with my mate, I celebrated with my mate Johnny, um, who we're going to try and get on the pod, Johnny Cochran, who does the Arsenal Vision uh, podcast, we're going to try and get him on the pod in a week or so, because we're going to do a mini-series, but we'll talk about that later, but Johnny and I were next to each other, and he sort of jumped up and down, and he looked at me, and I was almost just stunned, and that's the problem with VAR, because it was like yeah. elation, Yeah. but in my head, I was like, VAR all this out for some reason, yeah. And then when it when it was when it was given, oh god, it was amazing, absolutely amazing. The Bournemouth was amazing for the last minute and a minuteness of it, but the United one—that's Man United at home. That's three points. That's you getting down to the pub afterwards, you are saying, "Lads, I know it's only January, but this team could do this. There's something about this team." So for me, United at home.
4: I remember saying to El. LL- that um when we beat United, I'd start to get on the train. I was never fully on the train, but I started to start to believe because I thought um Enketia's goal was going to be to sell out. I think we all did because of VAR, however, it wasn't. And that was that was great. We've had some great times this season. That's why I said at the beginning, it's been incredible. Um, let's do some fun ones and then we'll go to scores and player. Um best chant. Um the best chant in the ground or away, whatever you choose. Captain, what's your best chant?
1: Saliba one. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> That's like the most innovative chant we've we've ever had, I think. Um, I just love how many people get behind it. I think when we played Bournemouth away earlier on this season, one of the best away games we've had, I think. Just, again, another one similar to Spurs, pure domination. But just hearing that chant, in the back of the TV, just relentlessly for the entire game. Oh, it's fantastic to be him playing on that pitch, hearing that chart for ninety minutes. Must be buzzing.
4: Yeah, I love it, but mine isn't. Mine's a la la la. I absolutely love it. I, I. That's because can... you're.
3: That's because you're a closet scouser. Oh, that's here why we go. I, no, that closet and... scouse.
4: I'm not. I I was closet Scous yesterday because I wanted Everton to stay up for my mates. I know it's not good for Arsenal because we don't do good there. But I'm determined to go to Goodison Park next season as long as it's on a weekend. Um, I'm not closet Scouts. I just love it. I love the tune. Yes, you I are. love everything. Shut up, you. What's your favourite one then? It's
3: got to be. It's got to be Saliba, hasn't it? Like
4: oh, you love Saliba as well.
3: Oh, like, like like that Bournemouth game. He scores an absolute smashing goal straight after it, and Again, I don't want to go back on myself, but we've spoke a lot about Granite Xhaka in this podcast. It took four years for him to get a chance. Four years. Saliba, four games. <laughs> yeah, you know? It's, it's easier. It it's an easier well, surname. It, there's that, yeah. But still, I'm like, that, that, it just goes to show how quickly fans were like, God, we've got someone bloody special here. And, you know, we're talking about what's the best signing we can make in the summer. It's him. The most important signing Arsenal can make this season. Is Granite, um, not Granite Shacker, sorry, William Saliba's New Deal.
4: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Albert, your favorite chant?
0: Yes, Saliba, easy, man. Saliba. Very simple, very simple song, but just brilliant, catchy. I don't know any fan that doesn't like it. If they don't, then they need to come and drop a sign in the chat or what they watch it back on audio because I cannot like that too, man. And like James said, man, that goal at Bournemouth was a welding was a left foot, top bids. Um, and yeah, easy, easy, to me, easy choice, easy choice.
4: The three of you gone to I've gone a la la la. But however, the super Mick is on par with it. Young Christopher, where are you going?
5: Why is nobody recognising this absolute beauty? I am a child of the 80s. And so oh, when I? Martin Kemp, drops oh, of Zinchenko. Zinchenko. Yeah, 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 singing his song <laughs> from from Spandau Ballet to the to, to the lyrics of Zinchenko oh I mean genius I'll oh, really? yeah, no, tell you something no. right now I'm completely biased but we have the most original fans in the league there are so many songs that I have heard over the years where we Uh, where where it's originated from Arsenal away fans normally. I remember back in the day, oh, Theo Walcott, Theo, Theo Walcott, he's an Englishman at Arsenal. There's just so many songs, like the Nazri, na-na-na-na-na-na. All of these originate and other teams then latch onto them. We are, our away fans, some of the most original. And that came out and I was just like, they've done it again. They have done it again with a Spando Ballet Classic.
4: True. Okay, so (laughs) I'm going for the best song before LL Cool J says anything. North London Forever is the best thing that's happened to our club. I'm telling you, I love it. I sing it all the time. I sung it yesterday and posted a video of my awful singing. But when that ground sings it, we finally feel like we're home. And even Arteta said the connection when that gets sung and the connection to the players, it's what's changed it's what's changed. Honestly, you can nod your head like that, Will. I know you hate the song, but I love it. It's so awful. for me, it's absolutely North London, awful. Weather. It's the best. I love it. And I love Louis Dunford anyway. Um, okay, so what's yours then, James?
3: Uh, I've said Saliba.
4: So that, yeah, but we're going to have best song as well. I mean, you can have Arteta, you could have Zinni, you could change it, you can have T.
3: No, no, no. I'll, I'll stick with Saliba. I think Saliba's Chance Classic. Yeah, it's amazing.
4: Okay. Anyone else? Does anyone else not like North London Forever?
3: I think if, more, they, if just... they say they don't, they're lying. It's all it's, to... ter- it's a dreadful song.
5: Oh, it's so it's not, not a dreadful song, mate. It's an anthem, it's
0: James, iconic, James, and it gets, gets us all up. James, it, listen, so James, just... it's back on Monday, mate. just it's,
4: it's all right. <laughs> don't <laughs> and Daniel agrees with you, he doesn't like it. Nigel loves it. I mean, look, you don't have to like it, it's but so I drab. Don't it's so drab. Like, you want to be up. Love to it's, it's not uplifting. It's not. Oh, I'd love to. The minute it finishes, the crowd go mental. Yep. Yeah, because it's finished. You've just said it there. They're going, <laughs> Yes, it's
2: done. Football. Well, we know, Amanda, oh, we know pain. what his
5: worst chant is song. So we can move on from uh, from James. Let's, uh, let's ask one of the others what their worst song is.
4: Yeah, well, no, the best one. Do you all like North London Forever Apart from James? I don't don't mind it. Yeah, yeah. of course. don't mind it. Right, fine. So what's the worst, chant? Is there anything anybody doesn't like? Because I haven't written one down for the worst.
1: Um, Stand up if you hate Tottenham. Yeah,
4: I get fed up
1: with that,
5: yeah. You know what? Absolutely. I get wound up that we bother (laughs) even referencing that small middle-sex club. What's and
4: the we, point? It's and Aaron we did yesterday, Chris. We sung it like three calls away through the game. And it was like, why? We're yeah, not playing yeah. them, so we don't need to sing yeah. it.
0: We've got Luton at home next season. We'll sing with it at Tottenham. That's, uh, God, that, that makes sense, doesn't it? Flipping hell. That, <laughs> mad. It does. It does. I don't get it, Amanda. I, I generally don't understand it.
4: I think it's, it was, it's just habit over the years. And we did stop it for a long time. I haven't heard it for ages. And I even said to Carl. why are they singing this? Ridiculous. But anyway... Yeah, and when they tell you to stand up if you hate Tottenham, oh, please, God. please, let's not even... No more, gooners no more. Okay, so we're now coming to your player of the season. And we are literally at an hour, so can we just keep it to one sentence? That would be great. Albert, player of the season. Uh,
0: no surprise, it's a few, but um, I'm going to go for Bukayo Saka. I think his trajectory has been amazing. Um, at one point, he was only playing the league to have Double figures for goals and assists. Um, amazing. And he'll get better. He's still young.
4: Oh, well, Martin
3: Odegaard.
4: I don't think there's anything else to say, really. What, you, no. you, you, said,
3: you said one sentence. I've, I've
4: done what you asked. <laughs> no, I know. I agree with you. Cookie? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm with Albert Bukayo Saka. I'm just madly in love with the kid. Sounds weird. But I just, yeah, everything about him. He embodies Arsenal Football Club. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to make that sound so weird. But he—it wasn't. No, it wasn't, it wasn't. Genuine. <laughs> you know what I mean, you know what I mean. People he... have said weirder stuff about him, mate, trust me, don't worry. Well, yeah, your shower comment was up there earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is uh, everything to
5: me.
0: Yeah, there you go. Lovely.
5: The sweetest song that you could sing, Oh Baby. Oh Baby.
4: Right, come on, Christopher.
5: I said it on the 5th of August, 2022. I've got it pinned. Martin Erdegaard really? is going to bang this season. And he absolutely banged. Love him. Norwegian prince. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Wonder, wonderful human being. Stay with us forever. Get that new deal done. Me.
0: Norwegian prince.
4: <laughs> so, I, if this would have been written a week ago, I would have gone, I would have been stuck between Saka and Erdegaard. However, what I didn't say on the show last Monday was that I was at Arsenal that morning. I wasn't allowed to say anything um, for the kit reveal. So where you see Saka standing in the crowd, I was in the crowd, but I'm a bit further down. And the fact that I was that close to Saka and when he walked down the aisle and I called his name and I said, we all love you. And he gave me this smile. That is what won it for me at that moment. (laughs) I'm never going to be that close to Saka again. Um, He was so lovely and everything you see, is so true There was about 200 gooners invited to this photo shoot and when he came and stood with us i kept staring at him like like a love like a grandmother because i could be his grandmother i'm that old mum, i mean oh, his on. mom his grandma could be his aunt everything Jeez, but honestly the terrible. boy is so humble and wonderful you didn't get and a free
0: sermon I- did you
4: no, um, <laughs> but I got to see it before it was He wanted
0: it. <laughs> no. wanted it. It's not, not, he
4: looked like, nice on shout him. His name,
5: if I shout his name loud enough, maybe they'll get a free So <laughs> When up, he walked up, down,
4: up. he was supposed to go off and go down the tunnel. We were standing in the clock end lower, right by where the Ashburn army are, and we were filmed there. But he didn't. He stopped everybody, picked up a mic and spoke to us and said, I think you see it on the video, that was not planned. And he just said, we love you all and we'll see you Sunday. And my heart melted. And I thought, now I'm going for you, Saka. As much as it was always between Saka and Erdegaard, the fact that I've been that close and seen how wonderful he was with all the fans, wasn't being videoed at this point. I'm going for Bukayo, Saka, but. Honestly, Erdegaard is virtually joint first for me. I just love them both. We're so lucky to have them. Amanda, um, can I just say
3: quick, in your comments, there's so many different names. How good is it? I'm going to pin them.
4: Well, well, se- well no
3: se- Seasons ago, you just say Alexi Sanchez and that would be it. Do you know what I mean? Because there was no, there wasn't a team there. It was just always solely one guy mm. that would just do everything. They're, people have chucked like four or five, six different names in there. Ben that White. just shows, yeah, that yeah. shows the level no, is of the team. I was going to say the Ben White,
4: I mean, yeah. Ramsdale, I mean, Gabrielle's yeah. played well. Well, I was
3: just about to say, if you did unsung hero of the season, Gabriel's mine. What a yeah. guy he's been, he's been solid as hell this season. Martinelli.
4: I mean, I mean, I loved. I absolutely love Jesus. And if he'd have been with us those three months, who knows? He could have been that. But, but yeah, so that's fantastic. Right. Best celeb
1: fan and worst celeb fan, Cookie. Best celeb fan, I'm going to go with Matt Lucas. Um, don't know why. He's the only one I can really think of off the top <laughs> of my head. Um, worst fan, well, oh, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's an easy one. I mean, we've got so many good supporters, but, you know, this one, do, do I have anything to say his name? I'm pretty sure we've well, all got him, haven't we? For, for audio purposes, probably. For yeah. audio purposes, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it's got to be Piers Morgan.
4: Has everybody got Piers Morgan? Yes.
5: yes. Utter it. Move on. Next question.
4: Do, do you know what I have? James hasn't, but I'm just going to say why, and I'll tell you why. He's the most two-faced Arsenal fan I've ever met, yeah, he has. ever seen. When he writes things, and then he and then and then changes his mind two weeks later. You know, I have to be honest. Um, did interview him many, many years ago on another podcast, and he was actually okay as a fan. There was nothing, um, but now he winds me up, so I don't follow him anymore. Anyway, LL Cool J, who's worse than Piers Morgan?
3: Robbie Lyle. Oh,
0: God. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Honestly, you... Amanda, let's not go there.
0: Let's not no, go there. We're not,
4: that's another show, James. You're we're going to You're not you're not
3: going to win this argument with me. Uh, that's
4: absolutely fine. Best you are entitled fan. to your opinion.
3: Best it's celeb anyone. fan, I was going to have Laura Woods. She's in there a lot, but yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go for Super Kev purely on the reason like I mentioned earlier when my mum passed away, he sent me a private video that I've kept. I've only watched it twice. I can't watch oh, it more than two him. times. Yeah. But that's the that's the thing. He's never met me. He's only ever done, you know, podcasts and stuff with with me. And to send me that, <laughs>
0: God, oh,
3: unbelievable.
4: Yeah, Kev's a yeah. wonderful fan. And Kev yes. will be on in the summer. He's coming Whoa, on Kev. Whoa, super a, Kev. a one-to-one with me. Right. Um, my one is Ramos Ranganathan. I hope I said it right. I Don't absolutely what? love him. Did I say that right? Rome, yeah. Romesh. Romesh, Ranganefra, Ranganefra.
2: Romesh. yeah. Well he's
4: brilliant. And the way he rips everyone apart that's not Arsenal, I just love that. I could listen to him all night. He's very snidey, very sarcastic. I love it. <laughs> um, have we gone with you, Chris, who your favourite one is?
5: No, but I'm going to follow, I'm going to echo Martin Kemp because of the, his endorsement of we'll the, the Kemp,
0: song. So, go <laughs> on, Kemp. And please. he's done as well.
1: Roman, <laughs> Roman and Martin. Go on, yeah.
4: yeah, we like them. Uh, Cooks, have you done yours?
1: Oh, yeah. Little Britain's own Matt Lucas.
4: You did. Sorry, Albert. Have you done yours? Sorry, because I'm so annoyed with James yeah. that I've forgotten where I am.
0: <laughs> no, you know what? I know she obviously works in the sports, but I've got to say, Woodsy, the way, she, the, way yeah. she, the way she, as a fan, the way she eloquently defends us against some people that's the so-called ex-footballers, is first class. If I met the woman, I, I don't know what I'd do. I, well, I know what I'd do, but I, don't, I know I don't know what I'd do. It's hey, amazing. calm it. Calm no, it. Not, <laughs> no, not, not in that way, not in that way, not in that way. I'll be starstruck, but um, yeah, she's brilliant. She defends us fantastically
4: well. Okay, so we're up to our last one. Um, we've got season score, team score, and Arteta score. So, um, James, oh well, seven what should see, season score is seven. Seven yeah? for everything seven for everything and reason yeah. why um
3: there's still there's still a lot to there's still a lot to learn you know there's still in game management substitutions and trust of players that needs to improve for me to get us to the level that we need to be i'm not trying to absolutely lay into them i think it's been a great season could have been a fantastic season but to make us all believe again i think you know Nothing wrong with that at all. So, yeah, it gets a seven from me.
4: Can I just say that there's uh, Gary in there. Remember I said about Gary marrying the Tottenham fan? Well, she just messaged me to say Harry Kane's her favourite player. We don't care. We don't care. All I know is I'm wearing red to your wedding. So, you'll have to uh, get over that. Um, cooks. So, you got your season score, your team score, and your Arteta score.
1: Oh... Uh... I think I'll probably be similar to LL Cool J in that I will go eight across the boards because I still think, focusing on the negatives, first of all, there's still that little bit of a mental fragility that we can't seem to shake. I really hope we get over that next season and then, you know, we're going straight to a 10. Um Going out all of the Cups so early, I was really disappointed with that. It definitely would have been, you know, a 9.5 if we'd be finishing second and had a Europa League to our name. That would have been an impeccable season. Uh, Even an FA Cup would have been unbelievable. But this season, in terms of the performances we produced, the belief I've had within the team, how young this team is and how excited I've been, you know, to give it anything less than eight, from my point of view, would be doing this team of disservice because I think you know we're we're not even close to the peak of our powers at the minute yet. Um and that's why I'm so looking forward to next season. So yeah, for me, for everyone, eight across the board.
4: Chris
5: So mine i thought long and hard about this one i'm i've gone into decimal points i've given it a 7.5 and the reason i've gone into i see i'm chuckling away he's like fucking hell mate you can't just make this simple can you (laughs) no i can't Albert. um the reason i've given it a 7.5 is because for 75 percent of the season we were brilliant this was an absolute elite football powerhouse that was racking up what was the equivalent of like a 98, 97 point season. We were smashing everyone to one side. And then that international break happened. The injuries happened. And for the final quarter of the season, we were rubbish. So for me, it's a seven and a half based on that Klingon style. No, not Klingon. um, What's Mr. Spock? Logical. (laughs) Yeah, any Klingon. He's a Vulcan.
0: It's a Vulcan style, (laughs) logical approach that I've gone for. Albert? Seven across the border, Amanda. Um, great football. Great atmosphere. Um, didn't, didn't secure top four last season. Didn't secure the league title this season. Very progressive. Um, Champions League second and challenged for a league title. Um, but not successful because we didn't put no silver at the end of it.
4: That's really interesting. I've gone higher than all of you. Much higher. So for my season score... I've gone eight and a half. For my team score, I've gone eight. And for Arteta, I've gone eight. Um, how can the season be seven when we're second? So where do you go? So you can't only, the only other higher one is one. And that would obviously have to be a 10. So where's eight and nine coming in you lot?
2: If we
5: don't what want to, to cut. So for me, for Arteta, it's an eight because I think Arteta has got more or out of the team. I think the team, because of its injuries and the squad composition are one for seven and a half. Yeah. Arteta, I give an eight. Um, but what I would say is that the reason it's not a 10 from Arteta is because as, as, as good as he was, we still all have question marks about his use of rotation at the end. And that's why like we fell short because we've had some players that we feel like, like Saka, like brilliant yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, but ultimately he did fade away a bit. And we've had players come come away from injury. And people are talking about how oh, Pep's rotated so many, he's rotated the most because he can, but ultimately he did rotate and he does know when to pull players out so that they're ready for that latter part in the season. So I think Arteta with rotation, Still a little bit of learning to be done. And I think there's been once or twice where we've all talked about it in our own WhatsApps and messages that on substitutions, there's been a couple of instances where a few of us have scratched our heads a bit. So for me, you can't give him a nine or you can't give him a 10 because he's not won everything. No, you can't give him a a nine because of because of some of the issues. So therefore, I think for Arteta, for me, it's an eight. And then for the team, it's a 77.5 because of, as I said, brilliant three quarters, not so great. Final
4: quarter, I'm you're learning, you're learning
3: his money next season because you've got three games a week and it's three yeah. hard, you know, it's not Europa League where you've got, solid, got it, hasn't it? Well, 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 that's why the additions are so important because there's a lot of players in that team that we've got at the moment that aren't three game a week players, sadly, and that's why mm. we've got to improve.
4: I'm not arguing, Carl, I'm just surprised. I just want to know. Oh, what I mean, a 10, would that have to be a treble or something for no. me? Been
2: an
3: yeah, amazing yeah. Ten, 10 would have been the quadruple,
4: yeah. The quadruple, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know, but anyway. Um, right, we've done all our awards. Um, Chris, do you need to go? before i, I do carry on.
5: i do apologize i have uh, some friends over from south africa that i need to pay some attention to but thank you very much i just wanted to finish off by just saying thank you very much to everyone who joins us on a weekly basis we love you all we love the interaction we love the chats we try to get through as many questions as possible so really really lovely to have you guys on lovely to see albert and uh yes. james as well um as always let's get to a game next season all yes. of us we'll get together maybe all of us will get to a game we'll get a little picture I'll, I'll um, let you know the things exactly. people so come You know what? If you're guys in the chat, if you're at games and you want to like, let's yes. all just get together all and just said. have a few drinks and stuff. We could have we're a live all
4: podcast really somewhere. Keen to,
5: uh, <laughs> to have a chat. I don't like that. Where are we going to film it? <laughs> Oh, exactly. Um, I just wanted to say, just as I, I wrap up um, uh, and disappear off, we're going to. I'm going to do a weekly sort of um, transfer-related uh, podcast, like short, sharp, 30, 45 minute session every single Wednesday, starting from next Wednesday. Get a whole wide variety of friends, mates, people on there. I'm going to drag that he, he doesn't know it yet. But I'm going to drag Albert on. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to drag James on. Uh, I'm going to WhatsApp him and message him after this. So um, join us over the summer because we're still going to do lots of stuff. Um, you do. Apologies. Bit of a hijack session, but I need to just hop here off and let the uh, wonderful James and Amanda uh, take us uh, through to the end. But uh, love you all. Bye,
4: Chris. Thank right, Chris. you. Have a
0: good one, mate. And then there were four.
4: And then, oh. Oh, we get nearer the screen. (laughs) Um, Right, everybody. Yes, so Chris is going to be doing weekly Wednesday shows. Um, I'm going to leave Chris and Cooks to get on with it. Uh, Some fantastic guests coming on. I'm doing my own shows. So this is where I was going next. So what I'm looking for, um, I did a Fans Around the World show, and it was brilliant. So I need everybody on audio, anyone that knows anyone, to email sameoldarsenal at gmail.com. fans around the world
2: Mm.
4: I want rival fans if you can recommend anyone I've got loads of Tottenham and Everton and Liverpool and United mates, but someone different would be good Um, fans in the UK so England Ireland Scotland you know Wales that sort of thing I want to do that as well people that don't get to games I'm having a Goona Girls podcast. I've already got two guests. We've got Joe Bo and Sophie coming on, um, and I, I need another two girls. So if anyone can recommend any great Goona Girls that I don't know, um, please feel free to email. Um, and also, I'm going to have other podcasts coming on. Um, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Yeah, Guns and Yellow Ribbons are going to come it. on. Burgess and my oh, well, trip. <laughs> As I said, Kev's coming on. There's going to be lots of things going on. So what I would advise all of you to do is a subscribe if you haven't, because you're going to be alerted to Chris's shows. You're going to be alerted to my shows um, as well. So we're all going to just keep going and we're probably going to offer more shows than we do normally during a season. Cooks is going to come on when he can, but he's got a busy summer. Um oh that is so lovely. Phil has just said this pod is now a much loved part of my Arsenal awesome life. Thank you all. And you know. No, Phil. We would like to say, as well, on behalf of um, Chris Cooks and I, that the support we've received since we've taken the channel over has been incredible. You know, the social media side of it, the fact that people have come up to me outside the stadium and going on about how much they love the pod and the and Cooks I forgot forgot to tell you this they were saying that they find it cathartic that if we've lost we go a day later and not the same day because we're all calm a bit more calmer because me and Albert used to a lot of post-game shows didn't we Albert there was times where we were just a bit mental we were just a bit mental all over the thing but it is the end of season but it's not the end of the same old Arsenal is it Cooks?
1: No, definitely not. I mean, like like you say there, you've got plenty of shows in the pipeline. Chris has got plenty of shows. Now, I feel guilty for not doing my part. But um, yeah, as you know, I've got uh, a personal commitment in the summer, which yeah. I won't go into detail about. But um, I will be switching between Amanda and Chris's shows as often as I possibly can to hopefully go on once a week. And yeah, looking forward to it. Transfers, guests and loads of optimism about next season. What's not to love?
4: And for everyone that knows me, knows I won't be on the transfer shows. I still hate no. talking about possible transfers. I'm not no. changing my mind, even though I'm nearly until, 54. Until it's on
2: Teletext.
3: You ain't having it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. on that yellow line. I'm not having it. You know that. Or my dad calls me. I'm not having it. So same old arsenal at gmail.com for fans around the world, rival fans, fans in the UK, Goona Girls, and as I said, other podcasts are coming on. I really look forward to having and I'm, Barnaby's not in the chat tonight and he's our United fan. I'd love him to come on. He seems to be our thing. Um, I personally would like to thank every guest that's been on this season. Every guest. I mean, these two are some of our favourites. I love the fact that everyone went for Alan Algar about um, Erdogan. <laughs> but I love Alan. He's a really good friend of mine. He'll be coming back. Um, everyone that has been on. It's just fantastic. We really, really appreciate it. Um, As I said, please follow, please like. But I also want to do one little shout out. Um, There's a young lady of 10 years old called Freya. Daniel's daughter. She is nonverbal and autistic but loves watching football on the TV and I've promised to give a shout out and I want to do it now to say that I hope she enjoys this show if she gets to watch it. Loves the fact that she loves football and the colours and everything and Daniel's also said if anyone has got any other children you know that have just been diagnosed you are welcome to contact him. He is Daniel Wilkes 10 and Daniel do you know what you're such a fantastic gooner and I love the fact that your daughter really really loves the Arsenal. And it's a big shout out to Freya from everyone at the Same Old Arsenal podcast. Albert, uh, have you got something to say, darling? Sorry. No, oh, no, no, no. Go on, go oh, on. I'll you were going something like no, that. No, no, no. It, it's been an incredible season. I've loved it. You know, we've all, we've had moments of upset. Second half at Liverpool was excruciating to watch. I don't remember a game like that since. Um We've had great time support you. I know you all support the club. Joe Bo's going to be one of the Gooner girls, by the way. Thank you for thank you for supporting us much more than anything. However, we now roll on to the 23. Can you believe we're even saying this? 23, 24 season. What the hell? When we when we get back to our normal shows, we'll have a show just before we start the season with all our predictions. Because I can tell you now, neither myself, Chris or Cookie, would have said we're coming second. I probably would have hesitated uh, even fourth. I don't know anyone that said we were going to come second. So, boys, have you got Albert, thank you again. Tell everyone when they can find you.
0: Oh, thanks, Amanda. Of course, Albert JTV. I've got my own channel uh, here, there, and everywhere. Hopefully, we'll have two special guests coming up soon, but they're very busy, busy people, so just watch this space.
4: Go and follow Albert. He's absolutely brilliant. He does lots of videos from the game and post-game shows, pre-game shows, and he offers brilliant insight as well. Right. My nemesis, LL Cool J, (laughs) (laughs) who I love to pieces. Nemesis.
3: Nemesis. Oh, you can start calling me that from now on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, just, just quick, uh, obviously going over something I said earlier as well. I just want to thank yourself, Amanda, and this show and the man, that way there with what happened with my mother earlier in the year like I really appreciate everything you guys said and did during that time you know upwards towards when she was passing and then afterwards and yeah there's a cliche of Guna family that goes around a lot on social media it's like Mm. the word legend is thrown out there a bit too much for me but they're really you know when you need people around you know when there's times like that and you get people like that I was grateful Mm. To have that community around me, so yeah, thank you very, very much.
4: You're welcome, darling. We love you. You know well, that. So. Well, so. um, Cookie, I love that...
3: Nemesis. Yeah,
4: you're my nemesis. <laughs> um, and it is true. When we needed, and uh, I was very upset for you. That you know that, James. Um, right, that's it, guys. That's it. Season over. We've ended up second. Disappointing in the cups. Not disappointed in the league. We've had a great season. Um, here's to the next one look forward to seeing you on our summer season not sure when it's going to start as I said please subscribe and please leave us comments on YouTube and everywhere else this show has been um, amazing for us as well to interact with you because this is what we want we want all the interaction and it's lovely to see everybody in the chat room and um, yeah enjoy your summer guys and just remember what am I gonna say cookie what am I gonna say
1: I hate LL Cool J. I don't know. (laughs) What what, what are you going to say? Oh, we know what you're going to say, man. Don't you break into that song. Don't you dare break
4: into that song. (laughs) I've not got the worst voice ever. I'm going to let Cookie do it. (laughs) I
1: remember, guys.
4: Always Arsenal. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network.